It is a Friday afternoon. That means we are talking travel for our sponsor, Travel On King. Good afternoon, Sal. Hi, Colin. How are you? Oh, I'm fighting all right for a young bloke, I suppose. Thought about we'd talk about a few little new bits and bobs first today. Um, firstly, the um, Lizard Island Resort, which is far north Queensland, of course, a beautiful part of Australia. And up until just recently, it's been an adults-only resort. But they've now actually decided they will take children. So families can now experience this wonderful part of the Great Barrier Reef. They've got actually 24 white sand beaches scattered yeah, around right. Lizard Island. It's, it's a spectacular island. Um, so they are children six years and over will now be welcome. So no babies still, but that's fine. And that's yeah. it's a bit of an early... And they do have some cut-off periods. So they can go between 28 June and 13 July and 20 September and 6 October, which fits in with obviously the two school Holidays. holiday periods. Yeah. So obviously at the other times of year, probably around Easter and Christmas, they're usually quite busy with adults and they, you know, I guess they're doing this maybe just to top up as well, you know, so families can have that opportunity of going. But they're going to be running like little um, Lizard Island Junior Rangers program as well, which is really great. So they'll do naturalist walks and bird walking and snorkeling lessons and stargazing and all sorts of interesting things. And they've now accommodated with some family style accommodation as well. So that's just really good to know that, you know, they can now take their children to a beautiful part of our country. Yeah, it is beautiful. I, I've actually been there and it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, it's stunning. And I've only cruised around it actually um, in a yacht, but I haven't actually stayed on Lizard. I've stayed at many of the other barrier reef islands, but right. just even seeing it. Yeah. Uh, we went, when I say we didn't stay, we didn't go to the lodge. You weren't allowed. Unless no. you're actually booked in at the lodge, you can't just go ashore and go to the Lizard Island Lodge. But we just climbed up to a peak. You know, yeah, I think that's what we were doing, something around. It was a yeah, few years ago since I've been yes. there, but it was absolutely beautiful. Eh? But the water and everything is just stunning. And so. the sand. Oh, I love the white sand. Yes, I know. Well, the crushed coral, a lot of it is, but they do actually have sandy beaches there, like Whitehaven is a yeah, sand Yeah, that's the one too. I'm... Yeah, and, and it was so funny that it's, it doesn't feel like sand in a way. It's like a silicon no, kind of it feeling. it is very much like yeah. silicon. So that's just a bit of good news, I thought. Also something new is Royal Caribbean Line is set to deploy another mega liner to Australia, a 3,000... 800 passenger liner called Explorer of the Seas and so it's going to join the region's local fleet here from November 2015 in place of the Rhapsody of the Seas which we have had coming to Newcastle of course. I'm not sure whether um, Explorer of the Seas is or not but we'll soon find out I guess. Um, So that's really great to know as well and also Radiance of the Seas is returning to the region for the 2015-16 season. Um, Rhapsody of the Seas has actually been down here after eight successive seasons and it's going to leave our Australian fleet in April next year. But at least we've got another liner taking its yeah. place, which is good. Now, I don't like to talk things that, that aren't exciting always, but I do need to advise people sometimes when we do have health warnings that have been put out by Australia's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. And this is a new warning after there's been a jump recently in cases of a new disease that can kill about 40% of its victims. Now, it mainly seems to be in the Middle East area, but then someone could still be a carrier. So it's called the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. And um, apparently in Saudi Arabia, it's already discovered 14 more cases of this potentially deadly disease. So they're just advising that anyone, of course, that is going there, and there are a lot of people who do go you know, to Mecca or to some of these areas because of religious pilgrimages. So, um, And they also host you know, these big pilgrimages during the holy month of Ramadan in July. 
Symptoms include fever, cough, shortness of breath and breathing difficulties, and there's no vaccine for it. So, as I said, it mainly occurs in Middle Eastern countries such as Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Qatar, Kuwait, Oman, and the United Arab Emirates, which, of course, is Dubai and Abu Dhabi. So a lot of people are going into those areas these days. So just to let people know that because of that, there's no cases in Australia to date, but just to be aware... um, and there can be a variety of symptoms apparently as well, including muscle pain, vomiting, nausea. So anyone that's feeling unwell particularly or anyone that's susceptible to infection like um, a diabetic, someone with a kidney disease, um, asthma, lung diseases, cardiovascular would be more susceptible. Right. So it's just a matter of just being aware, I think, and just taking your usual precautions and talking to your medical practitioner before you head off, which is an important thing for any overseas yeah. destination. And be sure to have travel insurance. And if- yeah, well, adequate travel insurance yeah. is the main thing, to make sure you've got adequate travel insurance. That means if you need to be repatriated home, there's enough funds there for that to be done. That's the important thing. I haven't talked about Vietnam for a while, and one of my places that I do love as well, and it's only, only been there twice, of course, and I haven't done every bit of uh, Vietnam, but I've done a reasonable amount. But today I thought I'd just talk about Hanoi, which is your, your capital, and it's a very different city to Saigon or Ho Chi Minh, as it is now called. Ho Chi Minh is in your face 24-7. It's busy, 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 busy. And, you know, the the bike, the, bike, the motorbike, should I say, are just unbelievable, which they are in Hanoi too. But the, uh, the thing about it is it, it's sort of like um, organised chaos, I guess, is what you could call Vietnam in the right. cities. Yeah. But they all know what they're doing, but we just get there and go, uh, and you think, I can't cross the road. I just can't. Look at all this traffic. How yeah. am I going to cross? Because they ignore lights. So that, that's nice. But what you've got to do, you've got to just step out and walk. Don't stop. They will, they will go around you. They're used to doing it. Right. Okay. And they're mainly like only on posty bikes. Like they're not big, huge, Hardly revved things. up, yeah. you know, big motorbikes. They're all yeah. just little, you know, 125s or whatever. Right, okay. So, but you just get out and you keep walking and they'll go around you. If you stop walking, that's going to cause confusion and then they'll try and stop and you'd probably end up getting hit. <laughs> so anyhow, having said that, though, they live on their footpaths, a lot of them, in a sense, because they've got limited space and real estate in Vietnam is, is hellishly expensive. So a lot of the buildings are very narrow and they, they will go up as the only way they can afford if the family extends. And they, some of them are quite narrow. So it might be a motorbike repair shop, a hairdressing salon, a little restaurant with, with an outdoor kitchen and you have jumbles of tables and little blue and red plastic stools and they're all just sitting around and they might be having their, their breakfast, which could be a bowl of their famous Vietnamese pho, which is their soup. Yep. spelled P-H-O, but they pronounce it pho, um, which is mm. fabulous. It's just to die for. Oh, or at night time, they could be some men sitting there having a beer or they're having a drink or they're playing cards or some <laughs> sort of game. Um, but like, they live their life. On, on the pavement almost. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see them, you know, cooking, eating, drinking tea or something stronger, as I said, or just chatting <laughs> with friends. So it, it is fascinating. And then in the old area of Hanoi, they've got streets all named after what they sell. So you've got Silk Street, Paper Street, etc., etc. Yeah, right. So, And this is the old cobblestone street area of Hanoi. Of course, it was occupied by very different, many different um, 
occupations of different countries over its history. And it has a strong French influence because, of course, the French were there before the Vietnam War and occupied um, Vietnam. So this is why they all have the Vietnamese bakeries that are out here, the baguettes, and certainly came from that French heritage that they inherited while they were occupied by the French. So you've got a lot of different uh, architectural influences. You've got some lovely wide streets, some trees. You've got this big um, lake in in the middle of Hanoi, Hoan Kiem Lake. And they love, you know, sort of promenading in the lake and there's always something happening in and around the lake, which is just fantastic as well. Um, They make this coffee. It's getting better now, but they used to make coffee only on this sort of condensed milk stuff, which is this really sweet Sweet, coffee. But there are a few places now where you can get what we call real coffee, I guess. The food, of course, as we've said before, is to die for. Um, there's lots of lovely areas you can stay, like the Hilton Hanoi Opera, which is a lovely hotel, and that's right in the heart of the city's elegant French quarter. Um, and there you've got also designer, genuine designer labels in these areas as well. But you can eat like for cheapest chips, like $10 and less. And beautiful food. Ahead, and it's fresh. It's always mm. freshly prepared. Nothing's like in Bain Marie. It's yeah. cooked fresh in front of you, basically. Yeah, that me. And the food is just delightful. So is the old quarters, we said, the Hoen Kiem Lake means Lake of the Returned Sword, which is where the golden turtle god apparently surfaced to reclaim a magic sword previously given to the emperor back oh. in the olden days. So you've got 36 streets and laneways of the old quarter, which are really the foundation blocks of Hanoi, and also um, the, the birthplace of the communist nationalist uprising that emerged in 1907. So it's a very interesting place with a lot of history involved and lots of lovely areas to visit. So I just think, yeah, look, spend some time in Hanoi. Give yourself a few days there. You know, it's a city that deserves a reasonable amount of time. And from there, of course, people always want to duck down and do Halong Bay to do those wonderful pinnacled limestone casts that are World Heritage UNESCO, you know, protected now. So that is fantastic. And from there, you can go north to Sapa by train, which is fantastic because you're right on the border up near China. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the people there are the Hmong people. Now, I don't know whether you ever saw the, um, what was the movie that Clint Eastwood would um, directed a Grand Torino and about his wonderful car and but there were these people living next door and he was very racist and he used to call them all these naughty names and nasty names and you know squint-eyed and terrible things but then they kept giving him food because he was a lonely old man and leaving things with him and they kept you know winning him over and they yeah. were the Hmong people that that were there living next to him, which this is the region they come from. They were persecuted and sent down out of China, and that's why they live now in most of them. Some live in Thailand and other areas, but and the ladies are quite tiny. They're often about some of them only half my height. Yeah, They're right. a really tiny race of people, but they do wonderful weaving and everything like that, you know, wonderful arts and crafts and so on. So it's a very interesting part, that northern area of Vietnam, and Vietnam has a lot to offer. I'm only talking about one area today, but certainly you can go down the whole country. It's one long, narrow country. Ho Chi Minh right down the bottom, Sapa's right up the top, and then just beneath that we've got Hanoi, which is an overnight train trip, or you can go down to Halong Bay, which is a couple of hours away, and do a lovely two-night or three-night cruise kayaking in some of these wonderful grottos, and it's just delightful and as I said the food to die for and once you're there cost is so cheap it sounds absolutely fabulous and that's one thing that wins me is food I love fresh food I do too I love food and I love it when it's not expensive (laughs) as well (laughs) so you win both ways in (laughs) Vietnam you get beautiful food and it doesn't cost much either so it's a fantastic place to visit 
We are talking travel this afternoon for our sponsor, Travel on King, with Sally Lucas. And Sally, well, you got to tell us about some of the hot deals in the marketplace, so you better pack your bags and get ready to go. I reckon. Well, we've been talking a little bit about all sorts of things today, but there's some fantastic cruise offers at the moment with Princess Cruises. So if you want to get 40% off, and I think that's a fairly big discount, uh, and it's across a lot of their cruises travelling through New Zealand, South Pacific, Asia, all sorts of areas. And that starts from yesterday, which is the 1st of May, and goes right through the sale until the 30th of June. You just need to check with your travel agent for the range of itineraries and options available to you because there are far too many to mention on air. But it's across the board on most of Princess right, Cruises. Okay. Yep. okay, so just keep that one in mind. 40% off. Fantastic. Um, Omniche Holidays have a little packages going at the moment, what they call their hot deals, to Lord Howe Island. Now, Lord Howe is a beautiful part of Australia, absolutely delightful, and I've often said this before, but you should have it ticked off your bucket list at least. It's one of those places that are just beautiful. Um, They've got a seven-night package with airfares included, Qantas airfares, and lots of exclusive extra bonuses. You've got to book by 9 May, and that's for a touch under $1,000 for seven nights accommodation and airfares. So that's not bad value for money at all. That's the lead-in price, and you can upgrade to other standards of accommodation, obviously for paying an additional sum. Albatross Tours also, just to let you know, we've got the 100th year anniversary, of course, of um, Anzac coming up next year. Um, So their tours are out now available. So if you wanted to have a look at some of those, it's worthwhile, should I say, getting in early, particularly because of it being that anniversary. I'm sure all these sort of areas are going to be quite heavily booked. So I would suggest you get onto that as soon as you can if you're interested in doing any of those commemorative tours for next year. And they go to different areas, of course, like the Western Front, the Somme and so on. So it's not just, you know, Gallipoli, it's, it's the whole range of any of those areas to remember those wonderful men who fought for us. Yeah. Um, also with cruising again, but barge cruising or self-skippered motor cruising, there's some nice discounts at the moment on that as well. So you can do that through France, Holland, Germany, Italy, Belgium, Scotland, England or Ireland. Now we all think of cruising and always think just of Europe, but yeah. no, you can do it in England and Ireland and other areas as well in Scotland. And they have various discounts depending on when you're wanting to travel, but most areas are offering a 15% discount off uh, higher costs in July and August on a certain range of boats, but the discounts do vary depending on the size of the vessel and the time of the year. So check with your uh, travel angel on that, and that's with a company called Outdoor Travel. Still sticking with cruising, Coral Princess Cruises, who operate in Australia, have got their small ship cruising, by the way, Colin. They're sort of like, um, you know, only got like a couple of decks and just, you know, a very, very small ship cruising, like a large cruiser almost, if you like, if if I can explain it that way. But they have an Islands of the South Pacific expedition cruise. um, And on that one, for the 30th of November this year on Oceanic Discoverer, they've got a special offer, save 25%, or if you're a sole traveller, no single supplement which is great which is good for a solo traveler um now papua new guinea they've got a 10 night expedition cruise on the 20th of november same offer on that one uh new zealand again an eight or 12 night expedition cruise in um january next year 
and the Great Barrier Reef, three, four or seven night cruises available from now until, well, selected cruises, not all of them, from now until the 31st of December. Now, those have got 30% off, but all the other ones that I've mentioned are either 25% or no single supplement. Right, okay. So that's really good value for money. Talking cruises again, um, P&O have also got cruises. They've extended their reduced fares that they had available through now until the 8th of May, so not that far to go, but they do have seven night cruises around Australia starting from roughly $500 per person. You divide that by seven. Think of that. That's all your meals and accommodation on a daily basis. Yeah, you've got to be pretty happy. In a shared cabin, of course. But, I mean, again, you can upgrade and pay if you only want Make two friends. Or so. Exactly. That's the way I look at it. Um, now, we're still sticking along the cruise markets here, but um, Norway, with the Hurtigruten, Gruten, which we've talked about, that does that wonderful, wonderful Norwegian coastline where you're poking and nudging into all these fabulous fjords. Um, you can, they're doing a fly return to Europe from only 11.99 when you sail with Hurtigruten on the world's most beautiful voyage. But booked by the 31st of May. So, honestly, there are some fantastic things out there in the marketplace as far as cruising is concerned, as always, Colin. And talking even Mediterranean, seven-night cruises of the Med starting even at 549 with MSC cruises. So, always just go and check. We've always got some good deals out there in the marketplace, depending on where you want to travel to. All sorts of early bird deals available for next year, fly-free offers, you know, but you've got to get in early, obviously, or they do run run out. out. It just doesn't go ad infinitum. They only have a certain limit that they sell, and, you know, obviously getting in early secures your place on whatever tour or cruise you wish to do at that reduced rate. So always lots of good things to do, and I hope everyone can grab themselves a bargain. Well, I'm sure they will. And well, <laughs> talking travel, it's back next week, and well, I'm back for the next five weeks, because Jane Klein, she's, she's tracking she's somewhere. She's an inveterate traveller, our Jane, but she's <laughs> yes. having a wonderful time at the moment, I believe, over in the far reaches of South America and the Galapagos, so we'll hear some lovely stories from her when she gets back. <laughs> 